You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. Hey! Oh, what's that? The furniture. very busy in here for a Sunday, isn't it? I know. It's just insane. Now, I've just got to organise this. Sorry about that, folks. Turn that up a little bit. A little bit pandemonious here in the afternoon. You were just triple R. Uh, you were just explaining to our good buddy Hilary McNevin how to get the best out of the triple R coffee machine. Yes, because it's analog and it needs to be tuned somewhat. It needs to be driven in a certain way. It does. It does. You need to uh, give it some love. Yes. And um, you know what? That's what we're hoping you're going to give us. I know this is a bit of a dicky intro, but you know I'm going to do it anyway okay. because um, we've got a couple of people. Who have joined us? Mm. In the, the they're just they're just chatting, getting to know each other. Yes, um, which is kind of good. Scott and Daniel are here uh, to person the phones. Yes, <laughs> given that uh, Radiothon pay up is this Wednesday. Yeah, it is five pm Wednesday. So, um, uh, if you want to just just ring up and sort out your pledge, uh, you can do it today. It's all good, you isn't it? You can do it. And, uh, and, and could also help facilitate yes. a little bit of talk back yeah, later, yes. which we will get to. We will. So um, maybe keep that uh, in mind here in the afternoon of 3 Triple R. Looking back, of course, the scientists. Um, mm. You were saying something interesting about um, how radio can date us. Shane, uh, well, Shane mentioned this too, but I, I do distinctly remember listening mm. about the launch of the Cassini spacecraft on Einstein ago, go yeah. 20 years ago, and now it's it's done. It its, is no more. It's done its dash. It's and no I was more. saying to Shane, like in 20 years, it's been, it's gone from, from Earth and it's discovered new parts of the universe and galaxy and then it's looked at all sad and in that amount of time all i've done is buy a house it's a plucky little bit of metal wasn't it? isn't it hey eh? it's, it's the little spacecraft it's that, that could and it did and it's um yeah. and it certainly changed the way that we view um our cosmos well certainly our mm. little backyard in the solar system 1204 here three triple rfm welcome to the afternoon did i thank the doctors Thank you, doctors. You rock. Yes. Um, as always. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got an hour of food. Yes. Coming up for you. Um, and we have some segments which I hope you enjoy. Uh, <laughs> That's the plan. That's let's the plan. see how it goes. Let's see how we do. We're making yeah. some uh, some okay radio. Um, <laughs> we First of all, we're going to have a chat to uh, Michelle Barnett, who's going to be talking about a charity that's coming up with mm-hmm. a little bit of a twist. Really? Chef and address. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Metal images mm-hmm. are, are happening here. Um, we will talk a little bit about that uh, in a sec. And then we have, um, waiting in the green room, two people. Chef, David Ricardo. Yes. Um, and and Gareth from from the Mariner Group. Yes. Uh, Mariner, of course, um, owns some of the real... And this is a bit cliched, but it's actually true. The real icons of, of Melbourne property. Well, it's true. I get emails from the Mariner Group whenever I book tickets to go and see a gig at the Forum. Do you now? I do. Well, the Forum has emerged um, shiny and new. Yes. Well, actually shiny and like it was in around about 1927 when it was first made. Yeah. Gone are the shitty carpets. Right. Uh, from the front entrance. Um, they've done an amazing job of, uh, of getting that, but... We just thought we'd have a chat to these guys because, I don't know, dinner parties. Yeah. We think about doing a dinner party. And um, four people yeah. coming over, yeah. including your good selves, yeah. you know, and partner. That still involves a bit of a kitchen shuffle, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's it's doable. Yep. I agree. <coughs> and everyone who is out there, you know, has Thank a family you. larger than four is laughing at us anyway. Going, well, they would. We yeah. do that every day. Any we just cook, like cook a, for that amount of people. Dude, yeah, come on. What is, you know, what's yeah. it like? So uh, we were thinking, okay, six is sort of getting into, mm, sort of getting a little bit tricky. Yep. Eight, ten, Ooh. that's starting to get out of the comfort zone. Imagine mm. if you've got, what was it, 990 more coming <laughs> along. We're just cooking for a 1,000 people. And they do that. And they do that in, like, a, a restaurant-quality stuff. Yes. It's not like, you know... Do you want the chicken, chicken Kiev the or the you chicken want on the beef. chicken or the beef? You know, chicken or the beef, chicken or the beef. Actually, you're getting the chicken. Bad luck. Um, <laughs> this is different. And I'm just curious as to how on earth do you manage that and how do you prepare that and how mm. do you keep those standards going, which they obviously do. And yes. um, and also I want to sort of uh, talk about 
the stuff they have back of house. Oh, my God, these are some of the most amazing bits of kitchen machinery yeah, I've right. ever seen. Um, and also, there's an elevator in the back of um, the forum now, mm-hmm. which I thought I was going into Cheyenne Mountain. Um, you know, I thought, is this DEFCON free? Like, what, what, what's going on? Because it is about as it's, it's about as big as this studio. Yeah, right. Maybe even a little bit longer. You can yes. put a car in anyway. So <laughs> we're, we're going to have a chat a bit about that. And then finally, yes. um, the person who caused so much disruption at the beginning of the show, <laughs> um, Hilary McNevin, yes. uh, just came in here. Bold as brass, as you would. Yes. So, sorry, I'm late. I'm here. Everything's great. I want to take some photos. The premise is this. And um, for all you people out there, you've got kids. You love them. You bring them up. You mm. nurture them. Yep. You try to do the best you can. But, you know, you know, after a while, you want them to go. <laughs> can you just please go? Um, more and more kids, uh, this is anecdotally, Yeah, they don't go. No, they stay at home. They for stay. Many, many Why would years? they go? But let's just say they've, they've left, yep. right? Yep. And we thought we might just talk about the fact, the bare bones kitchen, the, what do you have? Like you start off with a, with a good knife yep. and a chopping board. That's as far as I'm concerned, yep. what you have. And what makes for a, a, a great kitchen, you know, the, mm. the bare bones, and we might sort of just tease that out, have a bit of a chat. Yep. Um, <clears throat> as I said before, we've got Scott and Daniel here. Yes. And we can do talk back without driving Matt crazy because <laughs> uh, Matt resists talk back. He goes, look, I just can't do it. I just, I'm doing this and, you know, writing stuff down. And it does become tricky, doesn't it? It does. So I guess what we're going to do is... Um, we haven't had a chat to you all year, really, have we? We haven't, actually, now that you say that. So maybe um, that might be a nice idea. Now, you rode in on your bicyclette, to use the French. This is true. Uh, in with, the, with the wind coming against the you, early, which is a bit of a shame. It's funny because you wake up and you look out and you go, oh, it's a nice day. But what you don't see when you look out your window is the wind. And it's not too windy, but it's windy enough when you go, ah, ah. that was harder than I thought, mm. riding into it. But spring has... It feels like it's kind of sprung. Well, I've said this a number of times. I've had a few false alerts with spring springing. Yes. But I think it has now sprung. Well, it's going to be nearly 20 degrees today, which is kind of nice. And it's sun shining. And I guess in the green room, just being bathed in light and getting the vitamin D fixes. Yep. But the other thing that I notice Mm. um, is um, the fact that the leaves are coming out. The blossoms mm. happened, and now we are starting to see the leaves. So yeah. um, I was driving around, saw a whole bunch of elm trees, and all that's happening. And that means that things like asparagus yes, are really, really, really happening. Um, so it's springtime. It's a happening thing. And something that is going on uh, in it's next week's time. Mm. You ever been to Mansfield going up to Buller? That's the only time I've been to Mansfield, I'm sorry to say, is commuting through it. I've never actually had a good look around Mansfield just for the sake of doing that. One of the great towns. Mm-hmm. So you have just ploughed on regardless. It's like, <laughs> yeah, thank you for your opinion. I'll just <laughs> go right over that. Uh, one of the great towns on the way to Mansfield is Yay. Yay. Because yeah, that's what you say when you're going up to Mansfield. Yeah, and, like, and, and you do that right turn and you get past, yeah. Yeah, so we're at Yay, but um, we're giving you um, a reason to go to Yay and not go on to Mansfield, mm-hmm. uh, not go to Bonnie Doon and say, how's the serenity? <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. Um, we want to um, inspire you to maybe go to Yay because there's a garden expo happening there from uh, the 23rd and the 24th of September. That's next um, weekend. It is next weekend. So get your skates on, have a little look. Um, it looks like it's going to be good. There's going to be people talking about, you know, oh, we've got Chicken Chatter, Maria Makata is going to be doing stuff. There's uh, stuff on edible native plants, mm. North American medicinal herbs. Anthony Hoseman, that sounds good. What's he on? He's on Saturday. Um, but there's going to be lots of stuff happening. So, you know, a really, really good country fair. Yep. Great chance to get out of town. Yep. I would say to you, Put it in the diary. Put it in now. It's happening at the Yay Garden Expo. And I'm sure there'll be some lovely culinary things there too. Mm. It's 12.12. Jeez, we need to get our skates we on, should don't we? On, shouldn't we? We're going to be talking about um, the interesting visual of a chef in a dress after this. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was, you, I was grooving. We were grooving. And you've got until uh, Wednesday to pay up. Yeah, and we mentioned we've um, we've we've got a couple of guys just who would love to hear from you. So um, if you've prevaricated, yeah, yes, <laughs> how very dare you? Oh, how dare you prevaricate? Mm. Look, if you were thinking about, oh, I want to be part of this thing. I mean, am I too late? You know, you're not because you can still get the prizes. You yeah. can still get the great thing of supporting community radio. The phone number haven't done this since Radiothon nine three double eight one zero two seven, and um, we're looking forward to hearing from you as yeah. in regard to getting the kids out of the house. Yes, later in the show. The chat. Mm. <laughs> the chat. You, I'll tell you what my mum told me yes. to get me out of the house. It was it was a classic. Um, but uh, on the phone line. Um, because uh, the kids are still young and there's no time to really fling them out of the house. But we want to help people in another country. We have Michelle Barnett, who has the uh, rather shocking idea of having uh, chefs in dresses. What is going on, Michelle? Hey, Cam. Good to speak with you. Hello. Um, what's, what's going on? Yeah, what, 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 is, what on earth is this all about? <laughs> Well, um, we have joined forces with a um, Melbourne charity called One Girl. have a, a national campaign called Do It in a Dress. That's right. Last year we created a team called Chef in a Dress and raised 15000 bucks to help educate girls in Sierra Leone and Uganda. And this year we're doing it again, but getting more chefs and aiming to raise $25,000. And I was hoping, that's why I was hoping to chat with you today to see if your dear listeners would dig deep and help us get there. Well, yeah, dig, uh, uh, just, just dig in general. So, um, again, what is this for? So this is all about um, increasing educational outcomes for underdeveloped countries? Yeah, so um, from the research that um, one girl has done, that says that over 60 million girls around the world are denied education. They focus mainly on Sierra Leone and Uganda. In Sierra Leone, yeah. it's more likely for a girl to be a child bride than to attend school. And so one girl has this campaign to raise money, and every $300 raised can educate a girl for an entire year. So we're aiming to raise $25,000 this year, which will educate 83 girls in Sierra Leone oh. and Uganda next year. So doing and some... we're doing that by getting a bunch of chefs to wear dresses on International Day of the Girl, October 11th. Gotcha. And, uh, so got a super team. And what can so what what can the uh, the general listening public do? What what do you want them to do? Uh, there's a website called doitinaddress.com. Yeah, Matt's so just writing that down now. To um, get across there, yep. and if they search for Shepherd in Address, that's the name of our team. Yes, they can see all of our lovely chefs: so Pierre Rulov, Joe Grabeck, Benjamin Cooper, Danny Valent. Uh, we've got Sal from Saint Ali, bunch of chefs. George Columbaris joined last week. Um, they're all going to be wearing their dresses on October 11th. It'll be very Instagram based, so if people follow the hashtag. Yeah. In address, they'll be able to see all the action going on. I've just noticed and, that um, uh, Danny Duchirico has joined, so uh, uh, we might be able to see Danny Duchirico in a dress as well. Maybe actually, what well, a great pair so. they would be, Louis and Danny together in dresses. Yeah, and we've got some international stars too. So Jason Jones, um, who's in Singapore these days, he's going to be taking the team to Singapore and the Chibi team. Uh, from Collingwood are heading over to Tokyo, so they're going to be representing for us in Tokyo. So that's a bit exciting this year. So just explain to me again how this works. So the idea is that you've got chefs that um, will put on um, put on a frock and uh, yep. do a bit of socials and stuff like that. But how does the actual money? People need to uh, get on to the website and then make donations. Is this right? That's exactly. the way it works. If they go awesome. to doitandress.com and look for <coughs> Chef at an address, there's a big button that just says donate. Yep. Um, just click on that and donate anything from $5 to $500. Um, like I said, every $300 we raise can educate a girl for an entire year. Yeah, and that's so important. So far we've got enough to educate 15, but our yep. aim is to educate 83. All right, and that is the very, very important thing. But I'm interested to see, if you do, have you picked out a dress for Pierre by any chance? Uh, well, thankfully, it's supplied. They're actually school dresses, and the, the charities provide them to each of the chefs. 
Ah, so, um, okay. they'll either be, you know, the classic check, you know, they've got the red check, yeah, yeah. the blue check, the green check. And, um, so they'll all get their school dresses and they'll be wearing those. Do they, do they wear heels? Because that, that's always um, the hardest thing. I'm not sure thing. how safe that is in the kitchen, right? Yeah, yeah. Because well, of an OHS issue. Maybe there's some Berkeys with a bit of a bit of a heel, I don't oh, know. Oh, nice, with a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a rise at the back here, but I just, uh, it could, could be the problem. Look, Michelle, th- that's um, a really, really great thing to be doing. Um, we're all for it, are we not, Matt? Yes. Yes, Matt yes. says a oh, whole hearted. from the corner. Um, Thank you, if, Matt. <laughs> if you need, um, if you want to link up with us, if you weren't sure about what it was, Matt will get that up on the website yeah. because he's very good at that. Uh, Michelle, um, uh, more strength to you doing this. It sounds great. Say hi to Pierre. And I will. Um, we will speak to you soon. Thanks for helping us spread the word. Absolutely. So there it is. Uh, Michelle Barnett talking about chef and address. You know where to go now. Twelve yeah. eighteen. Um, it's a dinner party. A thousand of your closest friends are coming over. Don't burn the chops. Yes. How do we find out how to not burn the chops and how these guys do it every day? For a thousand so, people. Yeah, David and Gareth, they're coming on mm. next on 3RRR on Eat It. Don't forget, if you want to give us a ring, 93881027. But first, some music. Oh, good. And we had some discussion about this track. Oh, we did. We did. Oh, yes, well, yes. We because you were saying. I said, look, it's all over commercial radio. But you said, but Matt, it's a good song. So mm. why do we just not play a good song? And maybe what we are doing is a community service for those that don't listen to commercial radio that might not hear such commercial shenanigans. And low, we said yes. And low, we said yes. And therefore, it goes something like this. And you said it sounds a bit like Amy here, Winehouse esque. Yeah, I like it already. Yeah. Hope you do too. You're on Triple R. 1222 22 yeah. here on uh, 3 Triple R FM. And um, our guys have been busy. It's, it's um, been kind of good. Lisa Rag, thank you so much. She's resubscribed to eat it. So, and if you want to do that, you may. 938 We've got our guys standing by. Um, a very, very warm welcome to our guests as I turn over uh, to regard them. David and Gareth from, which is, it's the Mariner Group, isn't it? I guess we say. It is, yeah, the it Mariner is. Group. How are we? Extremely Great. well. Well, you're not working, so you've got a day off. It's and Sunday, um, sun shining. It's a fabulous day. And we will we'll put you back into it uh, as soon as we can. But thank you so much for uh, all taking the time to come and see us. First of all, how did you guys end up in such a setting, I suppose? You know, just maybe an, an idea of um, where you guys came from and... And, and how you sort of, or how Mariner found you? That's probably a better way to put it, isn't it? Um, so, I was chef, what? Yeah. Where, 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 tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I was uh, head chef or executive chef for Pearl Restaurant back in Richmond. Yeah. Uh, and then started working. So with you know the duck curry recipe. Uh, off by heart. <laughs> yeah, mate. Good, good to see it back at Lamara's yeah. too. So I can. Yes. Jeff's doing well. So, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, working at Pearl. Chris Lucas took over for the, and Lucas Group. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, worked my way through there with Chin Chin and Baby and Kong and so forth, uh, the big production kitchen. Wow. Uh, and then it was time for a change and it was uh, just a case of applying for a little job in the antique. <laughs> uh, it was, there was no mention of Mariner Group, no nothing. It was uh, yeah. three interviews later and uh, well, had the said, job. By the way, you're going to be cooking for a lot of people. Yeah, that was a, a little bit of a shock on the numbers. Uh, it's from, a what? That's right. So I was always restaurant-based, but yeah. uh, coming into the uh, functions but events. gradually so. getting sort of bigger and bigger as you were sort of going on. There was sort of, there's been an arc, isn't there, yeah. in, in a way, if we look at your, your CV. Gareth, yeah. what about you? Um, and, and good afternoon, and thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Um, I sort of ended up uh, with the Mariner Group sort of starting in 2009 through a sort of proficiency for um, quantity cookery through... Uh, Working for a hotel casino tri- chain out of out of New Zealand, um, so really? sort of um, whereabouts? Uh, Which uh, casino? The one so in Christchurch? Sky, Sky City Entertainment Group. Um, so they they bought a uh, the casino in Adelaide and Darwin in sort of the early two thousands. And yep. uh, uh, my sister at the time was living in Darwin, so it was a, a good time to sort of um, spread the wings and and come to Australia and um, sort of you know help. Uh, the transition from from what was the MGM Grand up in Darwin into uh, into a Sky City Casino. So, um, and my my career through the hotels was always always about sort of quantity cookery and and banqueting and yeah. and those sorts of things. So, um, sort of I came to Melbourne and uh, started working for the Mariner Group in about two thousand and nine, uh, and sort of had a sort of uh, pretty good 
skill set to um, help them do what they wanted to do and help them sort of uh, get to where sort of you know we're looking at getting today. What was Darwin like? Um, it's another another country, for, isn't it? For six months of the year, it's paradise, and then for six months of the year, it's it's hell on earth. Uh, which uh, which ones are they? Just, uh, uh, the, the dry season and the wet season. It's it's amazing in the dry season and the wet season. It's it's just humid and hot and terrible and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. And but yeah, it's that whole. But it, but if you go down to the markets in Darwin, it really is another country isn't it i mean yeah, you know it, the the produce and it's, it's australia sort of a, a melting pot of um of where you know asia meets australia so, yeah um, there's some some great flavors um and, of, and ingredients and, and ingredients and, and and traditional ingredients as well are very prevalent up there sort of um um you know uh, bush tucker and that sort of stuff and how that all sort of uh meets with australian cuisine and and, and asian cuisine so yeah we've learned a lot up there about um, you know that that aspect of Australian cookery, I guess. Mm. Mm. And it's interesting that you guys make a, a very very interesting team down there. At uh, there's a lot of venues. Are you guys over all of the Mariner? Yeah, so we've got a big uh, production kitchen underneath the Regent Theatre, uh, servicing mainly the Plaza Ballroom. Ah, uh, uh, yes, and maybe and that's something that maybe we should say because. I want to get to the whole idea of the forum has been reborn, completely, uh, and it has completely yeah. been reborn, and it's it's just amazing what it is. But that will give most of Melbourne an, an opportunity to visit that. But there is this place underneath the Regent that maybe not so many people know about because you have to be very very fortunate to be in. Seriously, you do. You have to be quite fortunate yes. to be in that space. Either you need to be a corporate. Or you need to have know somebody that has a, a, a very wealthy father of a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fair enough. That is some of our clientele. Yes. Well, so, okay, <laughs> we've got that right. So maybe can we, um, before we go into the kitchen, can you just describe what the Plaza Ballroom is like? Oh, Gareth, I think you, uh, you um, know the spiel well, a little I, better. I, I tend to do the tours and stuff around. Yeah. The what do you say? Um, Welcome I mean, to. The yeah. I mean, is there, there's a. Um, there's a castle in Melbourne that no one knows about. Yeah, um, you know, with a Spanish sort of influence, sort of Spanish Rococo architecture, and um, it's it's. I've worked there for you know going up sort of eight years now, and walking into the the ballroom and around the venue, and all I have to do is look up and I see something different. Yeah, um, you know whether it's you know um, ornate tapestries and and that sort of thing. It's just you know. or the word which I learnt the other day, scumbling. <laughs> Scumbling is the texture of the plaster that is ah, is so that, that, that yes there's yeah, lots that, of that that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a name so you've got this really big kitchen in there yes and it's bigger than the one that I saw at the forum mm, similar in size same 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 but different if yeah. we were in Vietnam yeah. okay and how on earth do you do it that's that's pretty much it it's like some of us get freaked out that we're cooking for a dozen people because that's that's out of people's comfort yep. zone. How do you do it for? How do you cook for a thousand people? Say you know, it's big um, numbers. Planning mm. all all in the planning. Mm. Um, I mean, we when we're developing dishes, we don't look at how do we do it for a thousand people. We we cook the food we want to do, and whether it's for four people or a thousand, mm. it's always the food that we're passionate about and that we want to serve. Yes. Uh, then it's the process that starts, um, like how do we do it for numbers? Yeah. And yeah. it literally is, it's all by numbers. We test and test and test until we know, you know, we're going to get it right. There's no room for error. I mean, if we screw it up, we don't ruin four people's night and we ruin a thousand. And, and you got the, you got the father of the bride. No, and, and then you got Bridezilla as well coming. Brides, possibly, yeah. possibly. Possibly. Not but, that we want you know, to tire so far so that. good. Um, you know, we, we, we meet our goals and we're, you know, pretty confident in what we do. Yeah, my God. So, so it is. So, what you're saying, paraphrase, it's it's about scaling things. So, yes. working out from a thing, um, maybe like a protein, and then yep. the source that goes with that protein, and then the thing, and then scaling yep. it up. Scaling so, what would you do? Like, then you do ten ten covers, and then correct. Yeah, we'll, we'll in the kitchen. We'll test it for for ten, or you know, then we'll test it for fifty, and you you have to make minor adjustments here and there, mm. but. I mean, we're pretty well schooled at it now, so coming down to experience. I mean, Gareth's, you know, great at uh, coming up with uh, a lot of the, the fancier, magical uh, avenues in kitchens. So. Yeah, man. Um, I I was lucky enough to be invited to one of your familles, I suppose we'd call it, for the, the forum. I'm sure you've had 
lots of groups come through. Um, I would like to talk about the astounding nature of the renovation that's taken place. But kudos to you, Gath, because there were, there were these little amasbouche, uh, amis these little canapes, hors d'oeuvres, whatever you want to call them, and there was these gorgeous little things, this beautiful-tasting lobster in pastry, which were just... Yep. They were, oh, my God, that was like Pulp Fiction moment for me. But then there was this thing, the this this foamy, marshmallowy thing. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, going back a little while ago, we sort of uh, we started to play with a few different ideas for what we could bring into our environment. And, and I really wanted to do something like a marshmallow that was savoury. Yeah. Um, so we sp- sort of spent, I don't know, a few months sort of working yeah. on different yeah. ways and different... Uh, types of these things and we sort of came up with what we call a savoury marshmallow which is a you know a, a savoury stock that's um you know um i won't go into exactly what's in it it's a savoury stock that <laughs> we, we managed to aerate and and set into a into a, a, a firm sort of light airy foam um, which allows us to sort of incorporate sort of um i guess savoury presentations you know mm. like a savoury lamington or a you know, uh, for that particular night, we had sort of done a, a parmesan um, marshmallow, and then sort of a, some Victorian truffle and some um, uh, cured duck egg and, and some parmesan on top to sort of give it like sort of a, I guess a lamington look mm. to it on the outside, and sort of finish it with a little bit of a, uh, a roasted asparagus gel. Asparagus and yeah, some uh, salted duck egg. Salted so. duck eggs. Yeah. What was so crazy about it was that you have a perception in your mind, like Matt, when you. You see a marshmallow, you think of a certain density and you think of a certain weight and you think of a certain the way it feels. And then you pick it up and it was like, I don't, there's a new wonder thing, I think it's called graphene or something, one of the lightest things known to me. It was like picking up, it, it was mm. quite unbelievable. Yeah, they've got a, 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 a sort of, yeah, a lightness about them and then as soon as, obviously, you know, from trying one, as soon as you put them in your mouth, they start to dissolve um, and, and different elements inside the thing dissolve at different rates. So, you know, mm. um, uh, the stock itself, as soon as it hits, you know, the warmth of your mouth, that'll start to dissolve but then you're left with sort of the, the parmesan and the, the duck egg and the, and, yeah. and the truffle. The truffle mm. comes through as well. It starts to come through, so. Yeah. So, you're going to be doing a fair amount of work, I think, in the new forum and I, I, what I I also want people to understand is that they will get an opportunity to see this space because this is going to be for uh, arts festivals, yep. rock and roll sh- um, yeah, look, concerts. It's still going to be one of you know Melbourne's best uh, live band venues. Yeah, uh, but interspersed, we're going to do some you know hopefully pretty high end functions. Yes, um, and you know whatever takes our fancy. So. Yes, um, and what has changed with the place just to give an idea of, of how how the space has been retained what what's happened in the space everything and nothing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so, a good way to say it yeah i mean yeah walking into the uh, into the place uh, if you were there maybe two years ago as you were there uh today um you might not notice the differences other than you know it looks uh brighter and fresher and cleaner but um i think the uh, the the whole way through it was about um you know a, a full heritage restoration mm. um they had specialist builders in you know you got that giant elevator at the back that giant god elevator. that freaked me out <laughs> it's huge it yeah. is huge <laughs> it is like you could put a couple rolls royce phantoms in there and the other thing that just kind of blew me away was the equipment you guys had because i nearly lost my mind there's a there's a thing that um used to be high tech in big hotels and it's called a brat pan and it's sort of like uh think of it like a, an electric frying pan uh but just humongous and you've got one can you describe you've got more than one yeah we've got two so um they're called uh freema um they're a pres- pressurized brat pan uh, one's 150 litres, the other one's 100 litre capacity. Yes. Uh, but does everything from, you know, I mean, you can make your stock, you can pressurise it and make a, you know, beef stock in 20 minutes. Uh, yes. uses it a deep fryer. You can deep fry with it like you, what you were doing. Yeah. Just about anything. Um, to save us a lot of time and kind of open up what we're capable of doing. Yes. Well, um, it's sort of like, it's it's like a brat pan, but it's got the rationale type um, control panel on it so that you can pretty much... Get it to do anything. Yes, certainly. Um, so, favourite pieces of equipment and stuff in the in the new um, in the new place. 
Oh, it'll be a toss-up between these uh, new Freema units and our uh, massive pastry uh, deck oven, mm. so, um, which is, you know, it takes pride of place in the uh, in one of the kitchens there. Yep. I'm, I'm fairly excited about uh, something we've got coming in soon called a, uh, a CVAP oven, which is a controlled vapour oven. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Right. I know, it sounds ridiculous. Controlled um, vapour, well, yeah. what, does that, what does that do? Uh, well, it allows us to sort of uh, uh, cook and hold uh, food and control their exact humidity. So, so you, it, it, uh, controlled vapour is you, that we're talking about water vapour and the yeah. amount thereof. So yeah, well, you can do things like baguettes, which need... Anything. Yeah, you can okay, use it as a baguettes, whatever. Yeah, we can use it to, to slow cook meats, much like sous vide, but you know, yeah. not necessarily with a bag. Um, yes. Or we can we can uh, fry things um, and hold them crisp for. Uh, for I think it's four hours. Four if hours, whatever. Hold food for that yeah. long for, mm. uh, to hold them crisp, but that gives us an opportunity to turn one piece of equipment and have it versatile to uh, to be you know slow cooking meats for service, and then switch it over and have it as a gotcha. Well, you know, here's the thing, folks, that if you, um, if you happen to be listening and you're thinking about a career in cooking or if you've got um, kids that might be thinking about pursuing a career, you could do a lot worse than to go into one of these sort of venues because the amount of things you can play with and then you have mad professors like Gareth with wearing the black pants running around the place going, yeah, we're going to make the gel, <laughs> as he laughs uh, in a maniacal fashion. And David looking after everything. So um, I guess what I'd love to say to you is congratulations, really. On um, First of all, we go back to the space itself, which is incredible. Great to be a part of that. But... Congratulations on you guys being able to have such high standards for so many people that you cook for. And um, I've been lucky enough to um, be the recipient of those a couple of times. I think Age Food and Wine um, Guide, yeah. so I got to try that. So thank you very, very much. Thanks for joining us. Um, do either of you had kids? Oh, I've got three kids. You've yeah. got three kids. Are they ready to leave? No. No, no, uh, eight, six, and uh, three. So. Mm. Well, we're going to we're bringing Hilary McNevin, um, who you guys have been chatting with, um, and we thought we might talk about how first of all how do you get the kids to go, and uh, <laughs> maybe talk about um, the bare necessities for a kitchen to start off with. And um, I don't know if you guys want to hang around and join us with that. You are sure. more than welcome. Um, but we might do that uh, after this, man. Some music, and there's one band we turn to if we need a quick song, Cameron. They start with an R? They do. They do, and it goes like this. One, two, three, four. 1240 here on 3 Triple RFM. Edith is the show that you were listening to. Yeah. Did we mention that you can call up 93881027 for two things? One is to resubscribe and be part of uh, us, the yes. community, and also win the prizes. Yes. 93881027. Who do we have waiting to uh, answer our calls? Good uh, good friend Scott and Daniel out in the green room. There they are. Yes. Woohoo. Hey, he's got chips. <laughs> Someone's got chips. Dave's been good to him. Um, uh, but... Um, also, because we'd love to do maybe some talk back with you, and um, we invite you to give a call because uh, we bring to the microphones Hilary McNevin, who's busily working, taking the photos, <laughs> working the socials, working the socials, all over the socials, all over the socials, the all over. The, yes. Hello. Um, how old were you when you left home? Oh, and, and by the way, um, Gareth and David, they're still here and they want to be a part of it too. Yes. So thank you for hanging around. Um, yes, they want to steal my thunder, quote, unquote, David. Thank you very much. Very nice. Um, yes. Did you, were you persuaded to leave or did you leave on your own accord? I'm the fourth of five children. You guessed. Ah, it's like... Uh, see door. ya. Are you still here? Yeah, it what are you doing It was a bit like here? that. It was, um, I, well, the first time I moved out, I think I was about 19. And yes. And then I think I dropped home. Yes. <laughs> Pop back in every now and again, and then I left. I've been in Melbourne. I'm originally from Brisbane, so I've been in Melbourne 20 years yeah. this year. So congratulations! Thank you. And Came I think down. it was um, yeah, saw the light. Yeah. With all respect to my Brisbane friends and so family. So you were you were encouraged <laughs> to uh, to leave the place. Uh, myself, yes. uh, I had a fabulous conversation with my mum, who um, uh, came up to me one day and she said. Um, Honey, and I went, oh, God, this isn't going to go well as soon as she said that. Uh, she, yeah, honey. Yeah, mm. went, oh, and she said, you know what? And I said, what? And she said, this house isn't big enough for the three of us. And I went, oh. <laughs> and she said, but she was great. She was so dry. She said, and you know what? And I went, no. Dramatic pause. We're not leaving. Oh, and I went, oh, okay. 
So I said, okay, well, I'm going to move in with my mate down at Grey Street in St Kilda, and she screamed, and I went, well, you want me to go? <laughs> what did she give you? What did, I remember you telling me as an only child you were given board games a lot of <laughs> presents. So I'm wondering if you got a bunch of board games you could Playing finally... Pluto sh- <laughs> by myself and weeping. Yeah, yeah. You could finally share great. with people, and yeah. you got us like a cutlery set or something. Yeah. Here you go. Um, I think I did get a chopping board, um, but I'm, I'm also interested in, in our guests here how old were you guys when you left home and and was it a uh, mutual thing or did you were you sort of just thrown out the door yeah i think i was uh, david first yes uh, about 22 i think and just moved in with some chef mates actually oh awesome pirates in a cave together (laughs) yeah Yeah, was it wild well absolutely no cooking got done at home no no but yeah it was good times so very good fun did you fire skyrockets down the hallway like i did no no i didn't do that I think the house would have fallen apart if we'd done that. Yeah. So, um, but it was in Fitzroy. Yes. Uh, when I was, I think, yeah, it must have been 22 years old. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, fun and times. And what about you, Gareth? How old were you when you left? I was about um, well, 16 when I left home. 16? Yeah. Well, Whoa! Was, was, Beats us all. Um, it was about sort of... You know, Did you run away? No, no, it was uh-huh. sort of 1996 and I just started... Uh, uh, culinary school and, um, you know, between me and a few sort of culinary school mates who wanted to, you know, get some freedom and maybe rebel a little bit. Wow. Uh, so, you know, a few of us rented a, a bit of a, a, a dive house in, in good old Hamilton, New Zealand and yes. went from there. You can there. still smell it, can't yeah. you, actually, <laughs> yeah. that house? Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. In my, yeah. <laughs> yeah, messy boys. All right, yes, messy we, boys. Lots and, of two-minute medals. We should also yeah, just... Exactly. <laughs> Quickly bring in Matt. Uh, very quickly, how old? I was eighteen, and I never went back. <sighs> and and were you persuaded, or did you just go? No, I'm I, out of here? I really wanted to um, to go a little bit close to the city. What was interesting though, and that was that glorious era of affordable housing close to the city. Yeah. So we were in yeah. um, my first year house was uh, with about four other people, and they're all very good friends with them still today. But it was one of those share houses where everyone had their own thing. So there were five loaves of bread in the kitchen and there were, you know, five little um, reserved areas in the pantry for everyone's stuff because no one wanted to share. (laughs) It was weird. That is weird. The post-it notes. The post-it notes on the Tupperware containers. And the passive-aggressive notes. Uh, oh, oh yeah. And, yes. Mm. Passive yes. aggressive. I just want notes. you to know yeah. that, you know, I don't know if you saw <laughs> yes, that leftover chocolate cake. But, yeah. but it's gone. All right. So let's talk about this now. Let's say um, you're able to extract a young one out into the world. Because it is, let's face it, it isn't the same as it was. That, as you, Matt, you mentioned so well, mm. the, the inner city, there were possibilities, cheap rent, big houses, and a great opportunity for people to share. But yes. they're going to have to go eventually, I suppose, aren't they, folks? Um, <laughs> so, so what do we need? I mean, let's, let's start with... I think the, the skill of cooking is, is the first thing. Oh, that's right. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, that's thrown a bloody spanner in the works. I know it? I've ruined everything. All right, I Cam, I've been thinking about this, and I made two lists: one for the teenager, or one for the young adult that leaves home that is actually capable of cooking and enjoys it, and you give them a good knife and they look after it, and the other one that will cook two-minute noodles, and you give them a bit of a substandard, you know, you just give them stuff. From, you, you give them a wheelchair stay you, sharp you give or them something stuff from, from a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of the them. Jason, the Jason, Jason recliner rocker equivalent yes. <laughs> of of um, of equipment purely because you know they're either going to lose it, they're going to lend it to a mate, or I don't know, someone moved out and took it when they went. Yeah. So if, if took you, my if, bloody knife. But don't know where he is. Yeah. But so I gone think gone to Darwin. Yeah. As, as I <laughs> yes. say, as we have talked about, I'm big on actually. We we get so obsessed about feeding little kids and giving them how do we get veggies into their food yeah. and it's like then they, go, them in? then they become teenagers and everyone's and like yeah whatever give them a burger let's teach cigars them and sausage rolls teach, for teach breakfast. them yes. to cook the burgers and teach them to to cook calamari and and appreciate sort of quick things that you cook quickly and <laughs> things that are cheap and get them to embrace mints i'm not kidding the you mints know, within we all, we all lived in and then guys your thoughts on on that on mints. Well, you can go for that or just the idea of um, before you throw them out the door that they can boil water successfully. Life skills, Cam. Life, Life skills. skills. 
I mean, sticking to a budget's probably a pretty. I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, this uh, is not the show we were planning at all. I mean, <laughs> yeah. For, for me personally, I'm on I'm on a personal mission to eat myself bankrupt. And imagine if, if I was a young person now with Uber Eats, I mean, I'd be in some serious trouble. Yes. Yes. You're damn right. How is that eating yourself bankrupt going? Great. So, <laughs> so eating yourself bank, uh, bankrupt while working in banqueting. Yes, very It's kind of a nice sort of <laughs> thing. That. Um, David, you haven't said anything yet. What are, you, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, look, I mean, I've got three young kids. How so old are they? Just out of kids. Uh, well, about to turn eight and six. Oh, so it's all in front of you. Yeah. Three years. They so. still love you too. Yes. So. Yeah, well, hopefully. Yeah, they think you're, really, you're awesome right now. Yes. Lap it up, though. Um, but look, ever since an early age, I've had uh, my son especially, Liam, um, Loves cooking with me at home, like mm. ever since he could stand on a little stool and reach the bench top. Oh, stop um, it, I'm going to cry. That's he can, cool. you know, yeah. handle a knife really well. Yes. Um, dices things up, helps me do stuff. So, uh, And that kind of life skills is, you know, um, are very important. You know, they need to learn how to cook and look after themselves. And my two daughters, um, mm. Chloe and Scarlett, are on the way as well. So yeah. both enjoy helping out, more so with the... Baking and making cookies and muffins, but it's all... They're the formula chicks. What? They're the ones who are following the formula. Yeah, while the son gets to, to freestyle. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, while um, cutting, chopping and doing that. But that yeah. is one of the great things, is that you need to trust your children. And that's... Yes. When, I, when I first was um, aware of... Uh, when was it? Ten that sod over at uh, the Kitchen Garden Foundation many, many years ago and saw kids... With knives. And it was like, and Stephanie just looked at me and said, I won't try and do a Stephanie Alexander voice, but you've just <laughs> got to trust them yeah. to, yes. to do that. And that's it's, the, it's one of the first things. It's dangerous if they're learning how to use it properly. Mm. Yeah, so, exactly right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all for... Oh, sorry. Excuse that's me. All right. uh, that was a, thank you. Bless <laughs> but no, I'm all for... Um, Yes, we'll get to the equipment, but I think teenagers yeah, I get to the get to the get teens in the kitchen and mm. get them cooking and continuing the vegetables. We've got great people, food educators like Alice, who's been on this show before. Alice Zaslavsky, she's awesome, and she she's is a great us eat food educator. Now. Yes, it's good awesome. on you, mate. And she's doing that, and I just and I know she'll continue to do it into for for adolescents as well. But I just think there needs to be a lot more focus on healthy eating for adolescents. I just. Would like, and then and giving them the skills, throwing them in the kitchen, letting them make mistakes, cut their fingers or not. You know, it's all part of making mistakes. We've mm. all done it. And then working out, watching them cook, and then learning from them yes. what, they, what they like to cook. And then it's almost personalizing the get-out-of-the-house package. So you'll yeah, have right. chopping boards. <laughs> yeah. You'll have a rice cooker. You know how to use the mincemeat and fry you know. that. So you need you need some sort of a thing to fry you need, that. And you, they need to, yeah, and they need to know how to budget. So, But that's the thing. If you say to them, get them to start doing the grocery shopping for you. I know I am going out on a limb here. My daughter has done that for me. Yes. I've given her a list and I've set a budget. Yeah. And there's an extra bit of money for a treat that she would like. Yeah, but right. that's all she can spend. Yes. She's 15, just by the way. And, you know, I just so te- it's, it's, teach the little buggers doll. So <laughs> it, it's, it's about um, setting things up and then a bit of trust. Yes. A bit of and trust. And not helicopter parenting them in the kitchen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Agreed. And throwing them, so make, getting them to put a stock on. I don't know. Well, I'm, I have a. That's what I do at home, though. I make. Sometimes I make stock, especially in winter. Right, so, and then it's like t- teaching them and getting them to do it, and that's just whacking things into a stock pot, isn't it? It is indeed. Skim. Skim. Boil fast. Skim constantly, and then let it go. All right, let's go around the table, shall we? And uh, <laughs> maybe we can just sort of say what are, what are the things that we need. Uh, to set up a kitchen, maybe we just do a few round robin. Matt, what else do we do? You, what do you reckon? Mm, actually, I'm with um, you, Hillary. I think a rice cooker is probably the best kitchen appliance. If you want, if you want a gizmo, something yeah. that actually plugs into the wall, uh, the first thing I would pick would be probably a rice cooker. Because then you can add things to the rice cooker too, to the rice, and you can uh, make things very, very good, and they're not expensive. And it makes cooking sort of one process. So you've got the rice cooker just looks after itself, yeah. and then you can focus on your pot and what's in it mm. to put on the rice. And you feel like an adult um, and a human. And, a, and get a toaster too with the rice cooker just for the... Just, guys, just get a package <laughs> just, deal. Just get them. Is there a... Pa- there you go. Ideas for those big shops out there. Yeah. Leaving home deal. Rice cooker toaster. Yeah, there you 25% go. 25% off. 25% <laughs> off. Gareth, what do you reckon? What are we... What I'm going to talk about the sort of the, the, the modern youth, I guess. And I mean, uh, anything you can control with an app. 
So yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe okay, an immersion circulator. Oh. Maybe a, maybe you throw something in before you go to uni or you go to work in the morning and, and you come home and open okay. a small backpack bag and it's already done for you. Or Perfect the uh, the Old Testament iteration of that, the crock pot is yeah, um, yeah. is is kind of nice. The slow cooker. <laughs> but, but, but one you can, I love slow cooker. One you can control with an app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and hopefully your housemates haven't gone. <laughs> He's gone. an app for everything. Yeah, Dave. What do you think? Im- important things for. Uh, Look, it, it might seem a little obvious, but it's got to be a good set of knives. Yeah. How um, many How many knives do you need? To start out, maybe yeah. two. It's two, isn't it? Two. So Chef's we, knife, yep. paring knife, and if you want to be fancy, a bread knife too. Mm. Oh, you and want a serrated knife. A serrated can, knife. I, <laughs> can I just say, my thing is no serrated knives. Why? And, uh, you, because, <laughs> have, okay, we, uh, hands up, we've all cut ourselves in the kitchen, right? Yes. Okay, you cut yourself with a good knife, it's a fine cut. You cut yourself with a serrated knife. Sweet. All right? Okay, a here's, nice, yeah. here's a horror story for you folks. All right? Sound effects. On the island. It was on Badara Island one day and it was Christmas and someone was cutting a ham that was still frozen in the middle. And they're oh, going along it. with a serrated no. carving knife. Yeah, you know where I'm going. And then all of a sudden they hit the frozen <gasps> bit and their hand went all the way down the blade and it just ripped and tore. Oh, I say okay. serrated. The, the, one of the scariest things, other than burning myself in the kitchen, is cutting myself with a serrated knife. You, you can't blame the serrated knife for that instance. I mean, <laughs> really, that's, you know. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay, you're right. All right, so knives. So, so you reckon some good knives. Good quality knives. Yeah. Keep them sharp, and they're safer. Well, how do we keep knives sharp for people that um, don't know these things? Oh, look, there's an app for that. <laughs> okay, there's an app. I love it. All right. Google it. Yep. Um, so what else do we so, need? Go, Hillary. You've got the ball. No, no, no. I, well, I was going to sort of bring it all together. We've got knives. Yep. We've got rice cooker and toaster. We've got the app to yep. control it. We've got apps. So apps. To, so is that you can put the temperature up and down through from yeah. wherever you are? Yeah, mm. wherever you, you are. You can keep an eye on it? Like is you there keep a... Keep an eye on it, yeah. You can, you can see what it's doing. You can, <laughs> Stop yeah. it. Is there really an app? I love it. There is really an app for that. What happens if it gets a virus, though? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that, Jen? I can't see it, mate. Things are going crazy here. Can you here. go just past so that I can load... Okay, everybody, <laughs> tall and tan and young. Right, and okay. We can do that. I didn't realise that. I thought that might have been a call. Cool, but, no. um, and we do invite... We've got a little bit of time. We've got about five minutes. And if you want to um, give us a call mm. and make a contribution, you're more than welcome. Nine three double eight one zero two seven. We've got our guys standing by. Um, thermometers. No. A no. nice. What about? Okay, here's one. Okay, not necessary for the first first time le- home leaver. No. No, you're probably right. There. So I was just doing They're that to be mince, provocative. Mate. They're cooking mints. Yeah. How about? All right, here's one that I really a good peeler. Yes. Because oh, yes. <laughs> you know you have a shitty peeler. You know you, you know those those things you get yeah. you can you can buy fifteen for fifty cents type thing, yeah. and they they are awful. But yes. a really nice peeler yes. Yes. is something that gets Greater. you to. Is to yes, a grater and a pl- microplane. Microplane, yeah, mm. over a grater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. over a grater. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing, you know, uh, there is there is a brand that makes a lot of stuff in in China, right? Uh, might be Waxel and Millium sort of thing <laughs> if we were going to, you know, spoonerize it. Um, but they have a four sided grater now, which is all microplanes, which I reckon that'd be kind of an awesome thing to have. Yes. And then are we doing crockery? Are we getting these young people all the crockery and stuff too or just giving them a box with the cooking I reckon. I reckon you start them off with cast iron. There you go. Cast iron. That's that provocative. (laughs) Welcome to the Iron Age. The look on your face as you drop that bombshell. Yes. (laughs) I think I've almost blushed too. And uh, and the place went silent. Because these frying pans don't grow on trees, you know. Yes, but and that's why I'm are, saying you don't buy the good quality. No. You go to the place that you mentioned and you buy things that are just... Unless you've got the, the child that's obsessed with cooking already. Yes. You've been buying them good stuff for years, so, they yeah, yeah, investment, just... And trust them, but, you know. That's sort of the main thing. Trust. Yeah. Um, wasn't where we were thinking we were going to go with this. No, talk no, not at all. I've had this <laughs> bloody long list of all sorts yeah, of things. Yes, long. I know we, we will um, get to that... Um, 
we have uh, in just the last 20 seconds or so just to summarise this sort of thing. We've got a phone caller. <laughs> sounds so surprised. I do. Well, no, this is a fir- What do you mean surprised? Man, this is the first time it's happened all year. That is true. So, yes, I am surprised. You get to use the magic phrase, go ahead, caller. Uh, yes, on line one, go ahead, caller. <laughs> hello. Welcome. Hello. Oh, hello. hello. Yes. Uh, hi. Oh, hello. Long time between drinks. Haven't seen you since the library, mister. Oh, it's Justin. great. Who, who is this? Justin. Oh, how you going? Good, mate. How are you, yourself? Very, hey, very good. Now, quick, Tell me. Quick one for those those people that are still retarded. Oh, oh okay. Um, That's provocative. I got, I got myself something. This is to go with your two knives. Yes. It's called Clever Sharp. Oh, no, this sounds good. I and like it already. And with a K. Oh, that's, that's, that's clever. Yes. Yeah, clever. Yeah. Um, and what you do is you pop it on the bench top and you pin it down. It's a suction cup and then you run your knife through it three times. Oh, lovely. And the uh, and that's how, you, that's how you keep your knives sharp without, if you're um, still tarted. Yeah, and actually this is, this is the thing for people to learn is the fact that uh, one of the things, you cut yourself with dull knives, not sharp knives. Agreed, guys? Yes. Very true. Yeah, very, very true. All right. <laughs> well, it's about trust. Um, it's about uh, a little bit of work before you actually throw them out the door. That's always a good idea. A little bit of work. Clearly you don't have children. <laughs> I, was, I was being provocative and it works, see? You took the ball and ran with it. You've got something coming up you wanted to talk about, Hills, before we leave? Uh, On we October leave? 15th. October 15th. Write that down. Okay. Taxi. I have, I'm, my business pep events, we're having the last pep alliance for the year, and yes. I'm collaborating with Tony Twitchett from Taxi. Ooh, so many twos. Yeah. And John Sussman, seafood guru. Susso. Susso. Susso's coming down. The seafood guru of the universe, who's based in Sydney, is, is. going to be going to be there too, and it's called... Really imaginatively, the Spring Seafood Spectacular. Spring Seafood. Get out of here. I know. A, they're all... Is that a block of yes. Look at them. <laughs> lots of S's and lots of T's. Oh, yes. yeah. It's going, going Twitch, off. And it's going to be wonderful. Um, How much? $125. For... Do you get mo- booze? Yes, you oh, get booze. Right. <laughs> Thank God. Cam will be there. Yeah, all right. But, um, will there be Negronis? Check the Taxi Kitchen website. Yes. Or, and the Pep Events website. We've got... And uh, thank you, Cam, for letting me... To, please, I look forward to seeing everyone there. Done. We've got 10 seconds. What's the next great event that's happening with your group that, or anything you want to talk about that you're looking forward to? Christmas. Other than yeah. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas day off. Yeah, the cr- Christmas season starts uh, about next week. So yeah. Yeah. They don't have a day off till Boxing Day Silly season is now. honest, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it starts with Spring Carnival, yep. which is honest. Um, congratulations on what you do. Uh, congratulations to the Mariner Group, and I hope that um, you people out there get a chance to go and have a look at that and participate in the events that take place there. Hilary, it's always awesome to see you. Thanks Thank you for, for coming in. Thank you for having me, Kim. Uh, Mo, and, Mo and Shannon from Smith & Daughters are coming in next week. I'm over time. I'm going to get in trouble. No, that's okay, because that's what you'd wanted. Was it? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, just give me the thumbs up. Hey. And don't forget to steal. Um, you've got all uh, up until Wednesday to pay up for the Triple R Radiothon. Uh, if you give us a ring this afternoon, Daniel and Scott can take your goal and take your money. Daniel and Scott, thank you, and thank you for that, uh, the first time caller on the yes. uh, on the radio show. The that one was lonely awesome. caller we had. Yep. Um, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. And thanks for all in all included, uh, Matt will get that information about chefs yes. and dress yes. up on the website as we speak. Enjoy the weekend. See you later. You've been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.